Welcome to the Power Doc Talks, your number one source for information about powerlifting, sports injury and rehabilitation, nutrition, and evidence-based chiropractic with your host, Dr. Travis Dyer, sports chiropractor and elite-level powerlifter, also featuring guests in the top of their fields. Hey, everyone, and welcome back. Another podcast going on. Um, this one I'm going to make short and sweet. This is going to be a meat recap of the clients that I had compete this past weekend as well as a quick uh, recap of the strongman event that I did uh, two weekends ago because I've had a few people ask me you know how I did how it went stuff like that so I'm gonna start with well myself uh, the strongman competition so this was a it was called the heavy Halloween it was a charity event everybody there competing had to be in costume it was a lot of fun um, it was an unsanctioned event um, but it's still just a blast to do um, so there were five events uh, started with the circus dumbbell overhead press, which I knew was going to be one that I was going to struggle with because the starting weight for that was I think 100 pounds or 105 pounds, and the highest that dumbbell that my gym has is 100 pounds. So all of this was like new territory for me. I'd never practiced it or anything like that. And circus dumbbell overhead press is a lot of technique, and I didn't even work with actual circus dumbbell. I just worked with regular dumbbells. Um, so I knew this was going to be a little bit troublesome. Uh, the second event was the uh, carp squat. So they loaded up uh, a bunch of tires on it, and it was like a weird apparatus. It was at like a the fulcrum of it was different. It was almost like a hack squat, but not quite. You had to really have your feet out in front of you and like drive back rather than like a real squat. And the weight was about 450 pounds for that. Then we followed that up. So that was as many reps in a minute that you can do. And then that's it. Uh, the circus dumbbell overhead press was last man standing. So once you did it, they add 10 pounds and you keep going until, you know, everybody's dropped out except that one person. And then deadlifts was a uh, tire deadlift from, or oh, the axle bar. Um, and that was last man standing too. They added 40 pounds uh, every rep until, you know, last man standing. Uh, then the sandbag and keg carry and sled drag medley. So we had to carry a 150 pound sandbag uh, 50 feet down throw it in the sled, run back, grab a 200 pound keg, run that down 50 feet, drop it, and then pull, I think it was like a 500 pound sled, 50 feet back, uh, all within a minute. And then the last event was putting a keg over a bar. So it was a 200 pound keg, and I think it was like a four foot bar. It wasn't too tall. Um, so if you look at my videos, I actually, not like cheated, but kind of cheated to like use my leg to drive it up over the bar. Um, just trying to do as many reps as possible in that minute. Uh, so I'll just start with the beginning of the day. So circus dumbbell over press. Um, it went pretty good. I mean, I did better than I expected. I ended up tying for second with, I think it was 130 pounds. I'm not too sure. Um, I know I got second. Uh, and the guy who got first place is, I guess, is a uh, national arm wrestling champion. So I knew that he was going to have a lot of upper body strength to be able to do that and I just knew my technique wasn't there. But I was happy finishing second for that. Um, and in Strongman, it doesn't, I mean, I guess it matters where you place, but overall, it's points at the end of the day. So with first place, you get 10 points, not, uh, second place, you get nine points, and so on down. Um, unless you zero the event, then you get zero for that event. Um, so it's just your total points at the end of the day. So theoretically, you could do you know third place throughout the day and still end up winning depending on how everybody else placed. So second place, I knew wasn't gonna be too bad. Um, with the event that I thought was going to be the hardest. Then we went on to the squat, which that was going to be, I figured, my strongest event, uh, just because I am a big squatter. Um, but trying it on the warm-ups, 
the angle was definitely different and it was definitely very hard to do even without any weight on it. Um, I ended up going, there were eight people in my class, I think I went fourth. So I didn't have a good judge of like who could do what at this point. And the first three people in front of me zeroed the event. They couldn't even do a rep. So going into it, I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be really hard because uh, there's some big guys there. And I unload it, and I get the squat command, and it just flies up, and it didn't really feel that bad. Um, so I ended up doing 13 reps in the minute, and honestly, I could have done more. I just wanted to save it for deadlift because uh, I heard always like if you get double reps or double digits reps for one of those events, you're probably gonna win it. So I figured 13 was good. It ended up being like 40 seconds that I did it in, um, which I was right. Um, so someone after me only got one rep and then everybody else zeroed. So it was me in first place with 13 reps, second place got one rep, and then everybody else zeroed the event. So that definitely made me feel really good about the squat. Um, going into deadlifts, I knew it was gonna be pretty good uh, just because I do like deadlifting a lot. Um, hence why I'm a powerlifter with the squat and deadlift. Um, the starting weight, I think, was it was just like 425. It wasn't that bad. And you can use straps on the axle bar, which is different too. Um, so that was good. Uh, warming up, I mean, it, it was flying. Um, but surprisingly, like people were, you know, getting eliminated pretty quickly. I think the weight that we ended at, it was between me and this one other guy, um, deadlifting. I think the final weight was 550. And I wanted him to hit it. Like, I wanted to get into the mid-sixes because it was about knee height and they were on tires. So, I don't know, it wasn't too hard. Um, even though that's a, a pretty bad position for conventional pullers, uh, you just can't get your hips into it as much as you want. It's a lot of upper back. Uh, so, he ended up missing the 550, so all I had to do was hit it to win it. Um, but I could have kept going. That way was probably what the weight I thought should have started at. Um, but I wanted to go mid sixes, but that's okay. Secured the win there. So, so far I got second place circus dumbbell, first in squat and first in deadlift. And then we did the sandbag medley. I went last on this. So whenever you win an event, you go last on the next event, which is actually very advantageous because you get to see what everybody else does um, ahead of you, know what you need to beat. Um, because imagine if I went last on squat and only someone did one rep, I would have just cut it at two and saved energy. But that's okay. So I went last on this and nobody before me did it. Nobody was able to complete it. Someone got close, someone got within like three feet of the sled drag, um, but nobody actually finished the event. Um, so, and cardio is not my strong suit. So I knew this was gonna be a little tough. I had never worked with a sandbag. I had never worked with a keg and I never did that heavy of a sled drag. The most. I did for a sled drag was like in our gym's parking lot and it was like 150 pounds. Um, so I knew it was going to be tough. So I did it. Um, picked up the sandbag. It was really awkward to carry, but ended up making it work. Uh, doing the keg, I ended up tripping on one of like the tiles in the gym. Um, but in my mind, I was like, I just got to pick this up and move it the best I can. However, I grab it, I just got to go. So I grabbed it, finished it. And then the sled drag was just all out. And I think I had like 30 seconds left to do the whole sled drag. And I ended up completing it. I was the only one who completed it with like three seconds left to spare. Um, but that was probably one of the hardest strength feats I've ever had to do as an athlete. That was a very grueling challenge. Um, and I'm just really happy that I finished it. So I got first in that as well. And then final event, keg over bar. I went last and the guy before me hit 16 reps in a minute putting the 200 pound keg over the bar and he was flying. Um, 
and the meet director's like, oh, you just got to hit 16. I'm like, that's, I know that's not going to happen. That guy was flying. Like, I can't move that fast. Um, so I was just going for second place to just secure the win. Um, so I ended up doing 14, which was second place for that. Uh, I think third place was 12. So it was right in the middle between them. Uh, so I ended up winning, winning the novice class at my very first strongman competition, um, which I didn't even know if I was going to place. I don't know what the competition is like at these events, but... There were some big guys, definitely very strong guys. Um, in like a full weight class, we had, or not weight class, a full division, we had eight guys in the novice class. Um, so it was really cool to, you know, see that I'm, I'm not just a powerlifter that, you know, my strength can carry across. So enough about me. I want to talk about all the, my three clients that competed this weekend, uh, which is very, very exciting. It's the first time that I had, you know, this many people at one meet compete at once and that I'm not competing in. I was just there solely just for them. So if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you've seen a lot of my stories and posts about this, um, about how they did. I was just very proud of how they performed. Um, everyone peaked perfectly, like absolutely perfectly, um, which is what I'm big on. You know, if you've listened to my other podcasts, I'm not big about what you can hit in the gym, it's about what you hit on the platform. And everybody had, to my knowledge, about at least a 10% improvement in their maxes in the gym versus the meat. I'll have to check the math on that, but I'm pretty sure that's pretty close to it. So I'll start with, I'll go in order of the day. So first flight, Leslie was up. Um, she was a little nervous about her squat opener, so we dropped it five pounds. Um, so her best squat before in the gym was 260, I believe. Um, but it was a little, it was a little shaky and depth wasn't quite too there in the gym at that point. Um, so we opened her at 240. And that just flew up. Um, it's good, especially first meet, open light, build confidence, um, you know, get all white lights, make sure you bury it, everything like that. That really sets the tone for the rest of the day. Um, and then I believe we called 247 after, or 242, 242. Um, and then, you know, wrapped her a little bit tighter and that she was a little bit shaky on that, had a little stall point. So we did a more moderate jump on her second uh, to 259. Uh, which I guess ties her gym PR. Um, but she's been burying these squats. These squats were deep. Um, so I wrapped her a little tighter, got a whole extra revolution round on the wrap, and it looked easier than our second rep, or our second attempt. So that was a great way to end. Uh, moving on to bench, we opened at 125. Her gym max was 135. Um, so we were playing around with like 145, was going to be her third attempt. 25 went up easy. Uh, second attempt, we just stuck to the game plan on bench, uh, just because bench, any deviation, more than like 10 pounds can make a big difference, especially for a female, because uh, 10 pounds of, you know, 130 is quite a big percentage jump, um, so we normally, we probably should have done a two and a half kilo jump first, second to third, um, but second attempt, she got 137.5, or whatever the kilos is, um, and that was easy, uh, so we called for 148, we stuck to the game plan. Uh, but that just pinned her down. That was it. Um, but that's okay. That was the only lift of the day she missed. She ended up going eight for nine. And then Devil Spurred phenomenal for everybody. Um, we opened 245, easy. Went 265 or 260. That was easy. And we called for 281, which was a huge PR for her. Um, she had a hard time doing that from blocks just a few weeks before in training, like high blocks. So pulling it from the floor was definitely going to be you know, challenging. But it went up really smooth. There was no problem with that. She probably had, you know, almost 300 in her that day, which is really great. It's always great, you know, to leave a meet knowing you had more in you, 
that you didn't miss any lists and you just built a really great total. Um, Cause I think that that really uh, lights the fire for the next meet. Like, okay, what can I do now? Um, which I think happened to her and I think she's gonna be competing again soon, um, which I'm really excited about. So then Julia was in the second flight. Uh, we opened her up with a 325 squat, buried it super fast, um, went up to 250 or 245. Again, buried it super fast. The speed didn't even change at all. It was just down and up as fast as like a blink of an eye. Um, and then the only thing, so our goal for the day was basically try to get a thousand pound total. Um, and the only thing that we were iffy about was squat, meaning that she had to get a 375 or 374.7 squat in order to you know stay on track for that. Um, so we called 347 with the way that they were looking. And it was easy. I mean, she probably could have done 400 that day. Like, no lie, it was it was a nice squat. Buried it, three white lights, um, and you know didn't even grind at all. It was just down and up. So moving on the bench, this is her favorite lift. Um, we opened at 188 or 187, which is pretty light for her. She was doing this for triples um, in the gym, no problem. Um, so she smoked that, that was easy. Uh, went up to 209, which was a four pound PR for her, I think, um, and that was easy too. So we stuck to the game plan called 226, and that was actually a lot easier than I expected. I expected a little grind with that. Brought it down, pressed it right back up, racked it, and got two reds. Um, she jumped the press command, uh, which was really disappointing, but you know, it's okay to miss a lift, I guess, on a technical error in your first meet. It's kind of like one of those newbie things that happens. Um, and the strength was definitely there. She could have gone, you know, mid 230s um, with the way that that looked. And we know that, you know, that could honestly be an opener at her next meet if she chooses to do another meet, um, which is insane. Uh, she weighed in at 166. So, you know, benching, you know, two plates is quite a feat for a female. Um, so, and then deadlifts, uh, which wasn't her favorite for a while, but then I think, you know, she started to love them as her training went on. Um, open nice and light, 345, uh, 374 for her second, and then we went to 402 and a half on her third, and that was pretty good. She, that probably could have been a second attempt, um, the 402, that was nice and easy, uh, no grind at all, um, but overall she ended the day with a 985 total at her very first meet. Um, there was another woman there who was just phenomenally strong. Uh, benched 235 and pulled, I think, 424 and went for 450. Um, she hit a 1,000 pound total. She ended up winning uh, the best lifter of the day, but I mean, any other meet, Julia would have won best lifter. It was just a smoke show. Uh, she went eight for nine, Leslie went eight for nine, and then Matt was in the third flight um, going into the training, he didn't think that he was really beat down a lot in training, uh, just fatigue-wise with his job and everything like that. So we had to make a lot of modifications with his training just to try to manage that fatigue. Um, and he didn't think that he could hit above a 600-pound squat. And I knew just by watching him train and everything, and I knew that how he was going to peak, that more than 600 would be there. I just had to convince him that that was going to happen. So we opened with 550 or 555, um, and I thought that was, you know, he did it in sleeves two months ago, so I knew this was going to be easy. You know, we probably could have opened higher, but you know, like I said before, we really just want to build the confidence, especially with the opening lift. That's the one where everybody has the most jitters for opening squats because so many things can go wrong with squat. You can misgroove it, not hit depth, miss a command, anything like that. So we just want to stay nice and easy um, and just smoke it. So he did that, no problem. Uh, called for 
I honestly don't remember. I think it was 580, 582, something like that. Um, and that was easy too. So I called for 611 and he, he wasn't too sure, but I called for it anyways, told him to go sit down and put in the number. Um, so 611, I wrap his knees extra tight. You know, on third attempt, I always crank them even more, get a full extra revolution around. Um, they can definitely feel it. So he went up 611 and that was easy. He easily had 639 in that day. Um, but for his goal, he just wanted to build a total. So in May, I actually competed against him in the same weight class um, and he ended up doing 1535. So his goal at this meet was to hit over 1600. Um, so we were just trying to build a total, make safe jumps, you know, not make any big risks, anything like that. So going on to bench, um, bench didn't have that great of a training cycle, so we were going to go for either small PR or Tyus PR, um, knowing that his deadlift and squat were really going to pick him up. Um, so he ended up going uh, 363, which tied his meet PR in May. Um, he could have gone heavier, but I just didn't want to take the risk, especially with my other two lifters missing their third attempts on bench. I just wanted to hit, you know, have someone hit all three. Um, so he went 363, got that. And then deadlifts, he had never trained on a deadlift bar before. Um, and he didn't know how much that can add, especially when you get, you know, in the 600s. Um, so we opened at, well, his original opener was 585. And during warmups, 565 flew. And normally by this end of the, this time of the day, you know, it's a long day, you're pretty tired and your warmups normally feel like crap. So when I saw that, I was like, you're going to go change your opener. You're putting it at 600 and we're going to do the same jump, but you're just going to end higher. So he's like, all right, let's do it. Went in, changed his opener to 600. And I'm glad we did. Destroyed that. Went 639 or 633 for a second. And that was easy too. He got a red light um, because the judge said his grip was too narrow. Um, that Not all his fingers were in the gnarling, but he does hook grip. So it didn't really matter too much to him. Um, so we got a red light for that, but that was just a technical issue. And then on his third attempt, he went 666, um, and he got that pretty easy. It got caught a little bit on a singlet, so he like almost hitched it. Um, so there's a little drama waiting for that last white white light to show up. He got a red from the head judge for his grip, and then white from a side judge, and we were waiting. It was like five seconds before the other judge flipped his white light. So he ended up going nine for nine. Um, he totaled 1640, which was a 105 pound PR since May. Um, all three of these lifters started working with me in June. Uh, Leslie added 195 pounds to her total since then. And Julia was over 200 pounds um, since uh, due testing their maxes before we started working together. Uh, so overall it was you know probably about 400 pounds added to these totals between the three of them. Um, so it was just a great day overall. It was a lot of fun, a lot of good lifters there. Um, you know, seeing everybody that I know, uh, it was just a really fun day, especially when everybody had a great day. That just makes it so much more fun. Uh, Matt ended up winning the 242's weight class, which was really cool, because um, I don't even know if he placed last time. So that was definitely, you know, he hit his goal of breaking over 1,600, and he won first place. And we were talking after, and he probably, he would have been knocking on 1,700 store. Um, he definitely had, you know, another 30 pounds in his squat, probably another 10 pounds more on his bench and, you know, maybe 15 or 20 on his deadlift. So he, he's right at 1700. So watch out for him in the future. He's, he's getting there. Um, so yeah, it was a really great day. Uh, I am excited for my next round of clients to compete. I think we have a few going in spring as well as maybe Lauren making her appearance again on the platform. So stay tuned for that. We are getting back in. To more consistent training sessions so 
will definitely be a fun day at the meet in May. Uh, so far, I think I have three people doing it, maybe four or five. Um, so yeah, it was a really great day. Uh, so I want to do another plug. I do do coaching. If anybody is interested in that, shoot me a message on Instagram. We can talk about it. Um, I am devoting a little bit more time to that now that my book is wrapping up. Uh, so, and I mean, it shows like my clients had amazing success. They peak really well. Um, you know, I do know what I'm doing. So if you have any questions about that, feel free to message me at the power doc. Um, also speaking of the book, the book is getting there. Um, it's just a lot of small tedious things at this point, going over revisions, stuff like that. It should be coming out pretty soon. I just got a book off a day in a week to just really crank it out and finish it up. Um, but you know, office has been busy, so it's good, but I really want to get that out. Um, so if you have any questions about that as all at all, please message me. I might be doing something like a pre-order sale or something like that just to gauge the interest um, it will be an ebook version like a PDF or something like that as well as available on Amazon in a hardback copy and I'm sure I'll have a few copies in office to sell as well um, so if you have any questions about that let me know if there's anything that you want to hear on the next podcast again I'm all ears um, I know that it's tough listening to someone ramble by themselves for 20 something minutes so I always do like having guests on there and have opposing viewpoints as well um, so again, any suggestions at all, let me know. And, uh, thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to the power doc talks. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. Also be sure to follow at the power doc on Instagram for more educational content and leave suggestions for future episodes.